This is Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 68, TM Tools, Tools for Toastmasters, with our guest, George Marshall. Hi, this is Greg Gazin, and welcome to another episode of Toastcaster podcast for Toastmasters. We have an exciting guest today, George Marshall. He's from the San Francisco Bay Area in Fremont at the edge of Silicon Valley. His home club is Star Search, one of the strongest clubs in District 57. He's earned two distinguished Toastmasters to date, and he's got number three on the way. He's a member of three clubs, including an online club called Net Citizen. Now, some of you may know George as the producer of Toastmasters Time, the District 57's TV show. It's long-running. He's also the District 57 statistician. He's been an ambassador for the Revitalized Education Program. He's also the author of Tools for Toastmaster website. And that's why we want to talk to George today. George, welcome to the show. Thank you, Greg. You've created a number of tools for Toastmasters. That's a little bit of a tongue twister. Tell us a little bit about them. Certainly. I'll be glad to. When I was an area governor for the first time, I really wanted to know a lot about my clubs, figure out what had happened to them, where they were going, which ones might need the most help. And so I used the, I learned the Toastmaster reports. And what I discovered was it was great for what's happening right now. And it wasn't so good for what might have happened in the past. So I learned lots of spreadsheet work that year. And after a couple of years of noodling on it, and I, I had all my spreadsheets for analyzing performance and this and that. After a couple of years later, I finally got to be in my bonnet to write some programs that would help me and anyone else in the same situation get the various kinds of information they might want on clubs, divisions, areas, and occasionally a district. The tools weren't designed really to replace what Toastmasters International is offering, but rather to enhance them. Very much a companion tool. If you're familiar with Mike Rafferty's tools that he offers, they are also additional insight, different ways of looking at the same information. And so Mike and I talk a lot and we have different perspectives on what we want to provide. But in both cases, we are augmenting what is available, the basic data from Toastmasters. So I guess you have access to the past. That's quite the crystal ball you have. How far back can you actually go? I can go back as far as the public reports. I have no special access to Toastmaster data. But if you look at the reports, you'll see that award data goes back to 2003, July 2003, and DCP information, club performance, goes back to July 2005. Well, you can access those one slow screen at a time. What my program did was to soak all that up into a database. So I've got all the past years that are publicly available, as well as the current years. And that's how I can derive the reports I do. I really got a chuckle when I asked you to give me a little bit of background or some information on your home club that you responded with a link back to your tools. I thought that was actually kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking here. I'm on the site right now just looking through some of them. I know I was just amazed in terms of going back and looking historically. What I really like is one of your reports is to indicate as to how many speeches someone did for their designations. Oh, that's a fun one. That's a very recent addition, by the way, Greg. Okay. I just had recently. Tell, tell us a little bit about that one. Sure. So what you're talking about are the 
extended DCP and the current DCP reports. And I did the, the extended DCP kind of on a lark. And the idea was to say for, for the strongest clubs, what would happen if you weren't limited to 10 DCP gold? Of course, for some clubs do very, very well each year. So I wrote that, and it's a fun report. People like it, and so I just keep expanding and adding on to it. And uh, one of the ways I added on to it was to say, if you're earning a lot of awards, how many speeches did you have to do? A few years back, after I finished my second term as immediate past district governor, I was invited to a lot of different clubs. I went to about 150 meetings that year, and I completed 17 designations. And so it was amazing. I was absolutely amazed when I went back to see how all that information <laughs> was actually there. What are some of the more popular tools, and how can clubs or individuals use some of these tools? That's a great question, Greg. I do keep stats on how my tools are used <laughs> along with the other Toastmaster stats. And by far the most commonly used tools that I provide are the educational ones. There's two, two very basic reports. One is show me the history for an individual or a group of individuals. And the other one is show me the educational history of a club. And those two are by far the most commonly used in June and early July. The, the hits on those just absolutely shoots up. Uh, we're talking at this time of year, 100 or more hits a day on each one of those. Let's, let's take an example of it. So you're an area governor and a bunch of people are just going to start going into their office here in a few weeks here. You're looking at all your clubs and you want to know how they've done in the past so you can get an idea of what to do. So you could you could research the clubs by going to the club education report, and you can look in, at a glance. At a glance, you can see how active this club has been, how many members have earned awards per year. Now, it's not that we care about the awards per se, but each one of those awards represents a certain number of speeches. And if there's very few speeches earned or awards earned in that club that year, there may well be a problem with how well that club schedules their meetings. That, that's one simple example of it. The membership, for many reasons why we want to know what award someone's earned in the past. So by plugging in one member's name, you can see what they've done in the past. You maybe use that to find volunteers. Uh, one feature that is only sometimes used for the membership awards is you can actually enter multiple awards. So a club VPE could copy all the members' names from their roster, paste them in, and find out all the awards that all their members have earned, either in that club or in any other club, including in other districts. And that one is hard to find any other way. Well, that's great, because I know sometimes you'll have someone who's been away from Toastmasters for a few years. We just had this happen recently where someone said, well, I think I earned a CC, and I, I think it was this club, but I'm not 100% sure. Your report would pick up that information. Exactly. So, for example, I'm in District 57. We are very close to District 4. We share a long boundary together. And there are a number of people that will, for example, be in a corporate club over in District 4 and another club in District 57 you know, where they work and where they live. And with that tool, you can easily find out if someone, in fact, is further advanced or needs different kind of help. 
than they did if they just had the awards that you see in your club. My home district, District 42, we're reforming July 1, so we're going to become District 42 and District 99. We're going to get the 99. Mm -hmm. It's for Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. With the Reformation, obviously there's going to be a need to be looking into multiple districts if we're trying to get some historical data, historical information. Exactly. Yeah. I see the Triple Crown Awards. This is another one where you can actually include certain awards and and leave certain ones out. Yes, uh, that has an interesting history to it. Many of us have only experienced our own district. And it turns out that for all the districts around the world, nearly a hundred of them, that they're different customs or different cultures. The recognition programs they have are quite different. And it was via conversation on Facebook that I realized that different districts had different Triple Crown criteria. My district typically has a very simple criteria. Any three entries in the awards list means you are in the Triple Crown. Other districts have very different ones. For example, and I, I can't tell you which districts these are because I didn't, didn't record that, some districts require that of those three awards there be a CC and a CL. Some districts require that they be three different awards. Some districts say any award, but HPLs don't count because HPL, after all, is not an award. It's simply a criteria for the advanced leader. Uh, one district has the odd requirement of they don't count DTMs. And yet another one says your list of awards must include both a communication award and a leadership award. So I provided all those options. And not only do I provide the options for the district, but you can leave off the district and just see who were in a triple crown worldwide if you want to. Well, that's great because it makes sense with the DTMs of Distinguished Toastmaster. Once you earn your advanced communicator gold and your your advanced leader silver, you automatically earn the Distinguished Toastmaster just simply by applying for it. The almost distinguished, I think that's great in terms of a club getting close, being so close to the end of the year. This is my award specifically for district leaders. And I wrote this after some conversations with TRIO members in different districts. Uh, When you're an online club, you talk to people in different districts all the time. In the last couple of months, of course, they're, they're trying to figure out who which clubs might need a little bit of extra encouragement, which one need a little help on membership, which one need to work on their goals. And you can derive those things from the public reports. It helps if you're pretty good with spreadsheets because you've got to do a download and you've got to do some sorting and maybe even write some equations, uh, formulas to get there. So what I did with this one is I said, let me just make it really, really easy. So you punch in your district, And by default, it shows the club that need two or less members to be distinguished and one or less goal to be distinguished. But you can change that. You can say, no, this is the criteria I want. I'm looking for any club that just needs three members or or two or whatever. And it it gets used a lot this time of year. And it's uh, very much something that I created after recognizing a need, talking district leaders. Absolutely. It's a it's a great idea, especially if someone knows they are so close. If they're so close, I think there's that little, there's the desire to have a little bit of a push, especially if you can print something out and you have it right in front of them. They can see it on the screen and say, look, we are so close. Just why not give it that little extra, extra push? Exactly. I also see that you have a club website status check. How does that work? Uh, that 
there's Greg, you're asking questions with a great history here. So the status check, you might remember that a few years ago, the Free Toast Toast transitioned from their first version to Free Toast Toast 2. And because the changes were so big, it wasn't possible to simply push a button on your website and magically turn into the new version. You had to actually re-enter it. That's right. And so I created this tool as an aid, again, mostly to the district team, the area governor, division governors, and the trio team, and, and whoever the, the techie was in the district, the webmaster, to help them track which clubs work. Because you can find out which clubs have websites by downloading a find a club report, but it takes a lot of clicking if you really want to discover how well their site works. So my programs, one of the things it does in the background is it not only keeps track of what website each club has, it periodically goes out and checks it to see if the website is actually working or not. So if you were to run that for a district, you would discover that there are a certain number of websites, uh, clubs, that have websites that don't work. In fact, I even one of the things I did just recently is I added the little checkbox for show the problems only. So rather than showing all the clubs in the district, it only shows the ones that either don't have a website or are reporting something. So for example, in your own district of 42, there is one club, several clubs, that still have a free toast toast one website. The club has never gone in and changed Club Central to say we now have a new website. Now that's an easy fix, but they need to go do it. So again, very much a tool to be used by the public relations manager or other folks because for, for most open clubs, a website is really a valuable addition but the members don't always understand how important it is or how well, how to do it. It's going out in real time and doing this, right? It is not doing it in real time. It used to do it in real time. Okay. So, but imagine a club, a district with 200 clubs and imagine waiting for the program to go out and check each club one at a time. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just thinking out loud is sometimes it can happen that a server might be down somewhere. So it could report an error, which in case it might be just, it just happens to be an error that happened at that moment. That wouldn't happen the next time around. Right. The data here is refreshed at least once a week. Okay. So it could be done more often, but in deference to the people with the website that don't want too much traffic on them, I check it once a week. So in fact, it'll notice when a website is down, it'll log that. It loves when it's up. So if you were, if you want to check right now, you would want to go check and see. Well, they were down sometime in the last few days. I wonder if they're back up yet. I think once a week is actually still pretty good. If the public relations manager will print off a list, I mean, he could just talk to the VPPRs in the clubs and say, "Okay, at this point, it appears to be down." And if you can just check it, just let them know that it's possible. It might have been down at that particular point in time. Sometimes it happens. Yes, at the, at the time the, the transition from free toast toast one to two was happening, there was a lot of people using it and they were on it all the time and people were using it as a tool directly to go call clubs. Nowadays, it's something that I think it's used a little bit less often, but I still notice regular use on that tool. With the various reports that you offer, 
you also have with each report, you give a really good explanation. You also offer a number of options. Now, without getting too technical, I noticed that there are some options that you can enter into some of these where you can add additional variables. Can you maybe give us an example of one or two of those? Club name search. Okay, that's a fun one. It turns out that occasionally you'd really rather look up a club by its name or a part of its name. Back when everyone had three and four digit club numbers, it was kind of it wasn't too hard to remember. But now we have seven digit club numbers, and people complain about that all the time. <laughs> I set up a way to look up clubs by name, I mean, and people can use this for purely entertainment purposes. Hey, I wonder who else has a club that has talk of the town or starts with talk or ends with talk, and it's kind of a fun thing to do. So. What's happening here, let's you let's use this example. So you type in a term, like let's just say talk. Talk, okay. Into that search, and let's just do it together. And you hit go. And in the background, just a couple of sentences for our techie audience. It is taking the word talk, it is building up a database query, and it is querying all of my clubs, looking for clubs with that particular string in the name. And you might have noticed there's 537 clubs with the word talk in them, which include things like talkers, talk, talking, big talkers, yada, 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 yada. I was going to say, I like TikTok. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. All right. And then you say, yeah, yeah, okay, well, that's fine, but that's 531. And I just want to look for the club to start with talk. So you see right there under special search controls, if you put a little carrot at the beginning of it, that's a signal to the back end program to only look for clubs whose name starts with T-A-L-K. Oh, well, we've cut it down to 125 clubs. Isn't that nice? So basically what's happening is you say what you want, and in the back end, it's running a search, and it's looking at club names. And I recently added something. This is quite recent. If you see there's a checkbox for search address field too, so you say... I'm looking for a new place for my club to meet. I wonder how many clubs meet in restaurants or cafes or theaters or something like that. By putting in restaurant and clicking on the search address too, it will show you the clubs that have addresses or where the, where the some part of the club address has that in it. it. Turns out to be a fairly useful tool. I see from the log that people use it for that kind of purpose on a pretty regular basis. Wow. It's great. I just typed in entrepreneurs because I, my home club is the new entrepreneurs Toastmasters club. And it looks like there are 11. Four of them are in Canada. Uh-huh. Two of them are actually in the same building, but I know that. But it's just great because you get the club name where it is. You can easily get to their awards DCP. So you've already anticipated some of the things that sometimes people will want to know. You can also export them to Excel, which is great. I can also see this being useful more than just having fun, but if someone wants to name a club, maybe to try to find out if there are any other clubs that have a similar similar name. Exactly. That's a, that's a great application. Well, that's a great idea. Oh, I could spend, well, I have spent hours and hours and hours on this. <laughs> <laughs> any other tools? I know you've got a whole slew of tools here, but is there, are there any others that you'd like to share with us for, for right now that you think are Fairly important? I know they're all important, but maybe pick another one. Sure. First, let me circle back around to something you just mentioned in brief. If you, most of the awards, if you click on some, some report, like on awards, and you get a list, and it shows you 
that list, for example, I'm looking at your award list, there's a number of hot links on there. So from that report, you can say, well, okay, Greg is in New Entrepreneurs, and so I can click on the club number, and it'll show me the education of that, or I can click on the club name, and it will show me the DCP history report, or I can click on their location, and it will show me the current entry in, in Find a Club. I didn't start out with those, but I added them as I realized, and some of this is looking at the log, and some of them was my own usage, that typically if someone looks something up, that may lead to another question. And so I added those links spread all around through the reports in order to make it easy to get the information the member really need, regardless of where they started. See, I told you, I knew you had a crystal ball because you knew where, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know where they want to go next. Right. No, that's great. That's extremely helpful. The newest report is the district stats comparison. And this one was added by request for a, for a district leader who was just really curious how their district was doing in various ways compared to other districts around the world. So I added this one recently. And if you just take the very first one, stats I buy district club and member changes since your start, and you click on that one, then you see all the districts listed. And this is some fairly detailed stuff for people who want to dig into it on what kind of changes have been in their, in their membership level and their club level. But one nice little bonus is over on the right-hand side, it tells you what region that district is, and it also tells you in plain English where that district is located. And that is not in very many places. So I'm finding that turning out to be a popular one, and I keep adding things to this list. I started out with two things, and now I've got four different reports that are doing it. And again, this is the fairly specialized audience of people that want to understand some aspect of their district compared to other districts. One of the things I discovered as being part of the, the district trio in the past is speaking with other district leaders from other districts, you find out that there's a lot of similarities, even though you might be geographically dispersed, there are a lot of similarities that are happening. Like, for example, I know at one point we were talking about some of the challenges that maybe the, the rural clubs in Alberta have compared to some of the rural clubs maybe in, in North Dakota or South Dakota. And sure. I found that very, very helpful. So knowing where other people are because sometimes we we share some of the experiences i mean quite often things are very different in different places even within the same city you'll have clubs that are very different in terms of their culture but there's also a lot of commonalities and trying to solve an issue maybe you're trying to find how do you get more people coming into your clubs or how do you do promotion in a certain type of environment maybe finding another group that has the same some of the same demographics or same of the some of the same geography might actually be very helpful. So instead of trying to find someone locally, there might be someone halfway across the world or halfway across the continent that can be very helpful in terms of working together, trying to solve a problem. Great example. Let me mention one more before we close it out. DCP history. I created this one after a long conversation with one of our most successful past district governors. And the point she made during her year was that she had spent a long time building an elaborate set of spreadsheets to figure out where she should try to be at each point during the year. You know, number of awards, number of club, number of members. And it was very difficult to do because she had to go through manually back through a lot of past years of history. So I created this report, and it's kind of a dual purpose thing. 
where you can either run it on a district, a division area, or a club to see how that unit has been doing in past years. Its most popular use is for clubs, and this is a great tool for an incoming area director, is let's see how this club has done in the past, or for any club officer, hey, here we are, we're sitting here in February or June or September, whatever, we've got this many DCP goals, there's you know, this many new members, is that good or bad? I mean, how's that compared to how we've done in the past? So this is the third most frequently used report on my website is this DCP history. Yeah, that's really good. I'm actually just thinking as we're speaking, I'm not on the district executive, but with Reformation coming July 1, we're going to be half the size. Like right now, I'm just checking according to your report here. I knew we were mm-hmm. around 300 clubs. We've got, it says we've got 298 clubs. Is that correct? Whoa. Yeah, sounds clear. No wonder you're reforming. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be down to, I think, 150 or 153. Yes. I think that was the rough number, although we're adding we're adding some more. I'm not sure if you got a chance to read this month's Toastmaster magazine, but one of our fellow Toastmasters, Peter Kossowan, is was featured on the cover. He's chartered, well, at the time of writing, 164 clubs to date. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's still going. I think he's shooting for, for 200. <laughs> Good for him. That's excellent. Well, George, this has really been an, this, this has been phenomenal. This has been really educational. And I see that we've just scratched the surface in terms of what can be done with some of these reports. And when you combine this with the reports that are available uh, from Toastmasters International, I mean, you have everything at your fingertips. How can people find these? What's the best way to get a hold of your reports or where can they access the reports? Most people either hear about me from another member, but if you can just remember one thing, if you can just remember tools for Toastmasters, and if you ask Mr. Google about tools for Toastmasters, you'll find it. But for the folks that want the URL, it is on my personal website, www.marshalls.org slash tmtools. Wow. Tools for Toastmasters, you come up number one. How does that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, I may have worked at that a little bit. <laughs> you rank one, number one. Mike Rafferty <laughs> links number two. And, that is ironic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Toastmasters International ranks number three. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think you're in trouble, George. <laughs> I think the IT director's coming after me. <laughs> if somebody wants to talk to you, can they? <laughs> On my website, I do provide my email. It's uh, it's coded so that the uh, bad guys can't find it quite as easily. I do regularly get email queries asking for either explanations of my tools or special runs occasionally. I can't do a lot of that, but if a district leader writes in and says, I really need X, can you help me? I will always do it if I can. I also take requests for new reports. So some of the reports on here really were suggested by frequent users. Do you have a place on your site to put in a request, or do, they, do people just send you an email? Just just send me the email. I always, I just, I want to have the dialogue with them to find out what they really want, because sometimes what they want, they can actually get using my existing tools. Oh, that's excellent. A dialogue is great. Probably even a conversation is really good. Mm-hmm. I know we've got lots of numbers in Toastmasters, and you certainly generate a lot of information, but sometimes it just boils down to having a face-to-face conversation. Or, in our case, a virtual conversation as we're at two ends of the... <laughs> as we're in two different countries, and we're probably around a couple thousand miles apart. Yep. 
George, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today, but also thank you on behalf of all the Toastmasters out there, the tools that you've created that have really helped to try to make our Toastmaster lives a lot easier and also help us in achieving our goals. Thank you. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com. <laughs>